back with the 11th episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my partner in crime, Miss Lindsay. Well, darling, I told you we done got some questions. The listening audience has come out and given us some questions to get into <laughs> for our show. And I appreciate y'all because that means I don't have to come up with questions. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, goodness. So the first one that we have is from uh, somebody with the Tumblr name Hiddles and Bowties. I have no idea what it's about, but I think it's cute. <laughs> Hiddles and Bowties. Hello, Hiddles and Bowties. I think you have a real name, darling. Let me look at your Tumblr really quickly and say your real name if you have it. I think you're the cute uh, one who put uh, human girl on your, uh, your human girl being on your Tumblr, which I thought was cute as hell. Let's see. Hillers and bow ties. Yes, you are just. Yeah, it was it was cute. I was thinking of you when I saw her Tumblr because she has on her Tumblr in the about me section. She has seriously, you stink. Take a shower, dude. And that just made me think about you talking about how you hoped when Robert had sex with uh, Aaron and Chrissy that he'd take a shower in between. <laughs> I thought that was funny. All right, well, Hiddles and Bowties, the very cool human girl being, wants to know who is your favorite EastEnders character? And she said hers is Ronnie, which I love. I think that's awesome because Ronnie is a queen. (laughs) He really is, yeah. So who is your favorite, boo? The entire Carter family because of how everything was built up and, and... how their characters themselves were built up. I kind of feel like Johnny kind of had a little bit of a, you know, slow build up, but in the end there was kind of still something there, but he was the one I feel who got the least built up out of all of them. But as a whole, that family in itself just in the last year has been really damn good and has been kind of like my favorite thing to watch the past year or so so at the moment they are but my favorite characters can change at a flop or at a tip of a hat so (laughs) well i'll be honest the first person that came to mind was ben mitchell because i think he's fine as hell and i love his (laughs) glasses and i like that he's messy as hell so he's the first person that came to mind but uh my real favorites is two and I, i have to keep them together that will be shirley carter and Kim Fox, you know, because both yeah. of them were in one of my favorite movies of all time. Beautiful thing. When I started watching EastEnders and I saw that, uh, you know, Shirley Carter was uh, Linda Henry was uh, playing Shirley Carter. I was like, I'm in love with this show. I don't care what else happens. I need to be here for my girl. And then once Kim Fox came on and came with the comedy, it was perfection. So I'm loving that presently, you know, you've got. Shirley and Kim living together in a house. Every scene they share, I'm just all of the love and beauty of beautiful thing. It's just in my heart. <laughs> so yes, I I love the both of them. Even when they're doing wrong, they can do no wrong. Even though they're doing wrong right now, which we will talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, I love the both of them. So yes, so those favorite Eastenders characters. So uh, my loins say Ben. But my heart says, 
but my heart says uh, Kim and Shirley. Those are my girls <laughs> for right now. And we love, I love the pick around it. Like I said, she's a queen and I love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. All righty. And then the second question we got. Now, this was an anonymous question. And I liked this question. I thought it was cool. So, uh, I will read the whole thing because I, I think the whole thing is good. So, the mm-hmm. question is, it says, what, which storylines that never happened uh, slash weren't properly realized do you wish for the most? Okay. And then she gives, an, oh, the, the anonymous person gives an example. Uh, and the person says, uh, for example, it saddens me that Hollyoaks never tried to do a Danny, John, Paul, Steve triangle beyond a handful of scenes. If nothing else, the idea that they got together, you know, comforting each other after, you know, Danny and Sam died makes slightly more sense to me than whatever reason the show gives and it hadn't really even given a damn reason. <laughs> so, for that. Uh, but uh, the person put, yeah, I forget the reason uh, in the wake of John Paul being uh, improbably forgiving and Steve flying alternately into rage or coke. <laughs> so, yes, but I thought, I thought that was a good point. <laughs> but yeah, so, which storylines that never happened or weren't properly realized do you wish for the most so I know what mine is and I it's it's with Hollyoke so I it's get so to mine okay well let's let's go first baby what was yours I as much as I hate the character of Grace I would have liked to know more of her backstory other than the fact that Fraser liked Claire over her I kind of wanted to know why <laughs> if I, I'm like I I hate the character with a passion but the fact that they never really went besides the fact I think he pushed her down the stairs to stop her from having a baby you know they really didn't go into much about why they hated each other so much and I kind of wanted to know a little bit more as to why Claire was the high and mighty, I am better than thou sister over her. And they never really went into that besides little tidbits here and there. And they kind of just leave the character kind of there. (laughs) And I'm just like, you know, I'd probably like her more if they gave her a reason to hate her more than her hate him more than this uh, he liked Claire more than me but yeah I, I would have she would probably be a more likable character to me if she had you know more backstory than oh I'm just a mob boss's daughter and the mob boss hated me <laughs> yeah and I agree with that uh, completely you know and then to make it even more complicated First she hated him, then he was like the best father ever. So she went from one extreme to another with no sense. Like, I hate you, Dad. I love you, Dad. I'm about to leave town, so you have no control over my life. But because you gave me a telephone call, I'm going to come back and get my ass arrested by the cops because you set me up. But I still love you, except I hate you. Until you're dead, then I love you, and I need to get revenge for your death because I loved you so much when you were alive. I was like, what? 
Yeah, they 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 have to upgrade the story. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And we needed Claire around for longer than we got her because uh, that was that was some bull. Don't, don't <laughs> mention I mentioned her not no more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that this is where Lindsay and I split. She cannot see the love and beauty that is Claire Divine. I see her for the divineness <laughs> that she is that she brought to the damn show. I even thought about her this week because. Uh, just like she managed to get into a full pub upstairs to scare Tom when everybody was downstairs in the pub and there was no way she could have magically blinked and made herself standing right behind Tom and scaring him in that apartment. Somehow another Trevor's brat snuck into the pub and hid drugs. How the hell did he get up there? I'm like, is he related to Claire Devine? Did, did she teach him her witching tricks before she died some kind of way? Yeah. Anyway, I miss you, Claire. <laughs> yes, I'll be back. <laughs> Shucks. Oh, goodness. Well, mine was actually another triangle that I think they should have did. The same way I feel like they should have done Janny, John, Paul, and Steve, because it was, it was just stupid not to. Um, and they could have included this fourth person in the triangle, and that was Doug Light Blue Puddles of Love Eyes. Carter, I was just waiting for Danny and Doug to hook it up so that and get married so that Doug could go from being Steve's husband to his daddy. And I just knew how Leos was going to do it because this was, of course, before I became jaded and realized anytime there's the chance for them to do something interesting, they won't do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But even before Danny came into the picture, I believe, I was wondering why they didn't do uh, John Paul, Steve, and Doug. Like, that was a triangle I was wanting to see. And I pretty much felt that it was going to go that way because when Bruiser Brady was still around, Steve was sucking on his dick every five damn minutes, even though he was married to Doug. Okay. John Paul comes back to town, missing Craig for three seconds, but then he sees Doug. He's looking up Doug all up down and around the corner like he want to lick him like an ice cream cone. So I thought that, you know... That was going to be the love story, you know, and then they, Hollyoaks had set it up that Steve hated John Paul, so I figured, okay, then you get to see Steve, you get to, you know, some exploration of why Steve and John Paul hated each other through Doug, and, you know, maybe we'll get to understand more about why Steve has treated Doug the way that he did, you know, especially once Brendan left the canvas, those were the three main gays, so I was like, okay, this triangle, yeah, let's do it, but all of a sudden, John Paul falls in love with Doug, and so that makes Doug realize he doesn't need to be with John Paul, and instead he needs to wait for Steve, who has done nothing but treat him like shit for months. What? Like, it made no sense, you know, and Holly Oaks let those boys go 264 days, one hour, 46 minutes, and 59 seconds without having a substantive conversation about all the stress and drama in their relationship. Even when John Paul asked Doug, why are you still married to Steve? Why didn't you ever get a divorce from him? Doug just, just like, I never thought about it. So the same way Doug never thought about divorce and Steve never thought about divorce, Holly Oaks apparently never thought about doing a quality love story between the three of them, love triangle between the three of them, which could have re really been good and made sense. 
but of course, because it would have made sense, Hollyoaks didn't do it. So, yes, that for me for years has been the storyline where I've just been like, what? Why? Why didn't you do that? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, yes, that one, that one is me. <laughs> that one is me. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, asking those questions to us. And you guys, please continue to hit us up with the questions. I will be uh, putting the uh, ask links in our show notes. So anytime you have any questions that you would like us to address on the show, just hit us up and let us know. And we will give you all some love. And don't be scared. If you're not being an asshole, you don't need to be anonymous. Let me go on and shout you out. <laughs> or you can be anonymous and put your names like I'll let your name. But Yes, if you're an asshole, you can go ahead on and be anonymous because I'm just going to delete your shit. But if you're nice, you don't have to be anonymous. <laughs> just come on, ask your questions. I'll shout out your, your Tumblr and talk about how cute your Tumblr is. <laughs> we'll show you some love. All right, everybody. So we are going to start things off with Holly to the Oaks. Uh, Miss Lindsay, let's start with you. Let's do it normal style. Let's just go on and start with them. What the hells? Uh, what did Hollyoaks do over the past week to make you say, what the hell? I hate that they turned Lindsay into an idiot to the point where she's paying off hookers to run away. <laughs> Yeah. She is so, I mean, she is so devoted to the fact that, you know, Freddie didn't kill Mercedes, which is true, and nobody else believes her, which I understand. But, I mean, this is kind of like what happened with Lindsay and Silas, where they kind of had her run around saying, this man is a serial killer. This man is a serial killer. Nobody else believed her. Nope. But that was good. And this is not. It's just a rehash of what happened. And it's just people yelling at her about how Freddie did this. And she's just trying her damnedest to make it so that it comes off that Rob, or Robbie, Freddie, <laughs> Freddie didn't do it and she's going about it all the wrong way and I don't approve <laughs> yeah I, I have to agree with you uh, on that one I am looking for the episode oh is this it here we go this was episode number 27 of the Hollyoaks podcast uh, we titled Never Make Lindsay Stupid. <laughs> okay. That is what we titled. I remember listening to that. Okay. We liked her. Yes. We liked Lindsay. You know, Lindsay was a character that uh, worked, was sharp, and it was beautiful. And what was the release date? So that was September 28, 2013. We recorded that, that okay? Right before I started, I think. <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> and what's Hollyo's gone and done, you know. I have to be honest with you. I can't speak too much to what happened because I, I am so kind of over the Freddie Lindsay foolishness. I didn't watch their scenes. I really didn't. 
I decided that when I watched Hollyoaks this week, what I was going to do was to read the recaps and then just watch the episodes where the recaps didn't annoy me. So the two recaps that did annoy me was around her and his prostitute. I just, I don't care. Because you know what? At the end of the day, this is not going to matter. Grace is the killer, no. probably. Freddie Freddy ain't going nowhere. He a Roscoe. Lindsay ain't going nowhere. She's essentially a Roscoe. So this just, it just feels like a waste of time, like Big Bob. I didn't care about Big Bob. I don't care about this. Holly X won't remember this in a couple months. So I'm just like, I'm not getting invested. I'm sorry. I'm just, I will watch their cute scenes. If they're being cute, fine. But I ain't got no time for this bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the, that they brought that other McQueen, that new McQueen girl. I love Cleo. I, I can't. Cute, mm -mm. Cute I'm sorry. Mm -mm. I can't. I can't with none of them new McQueens. I'm sorry. I like, I'm an old school cat. I like the old McQueens. Portia, I'm tolerating. The two other girls, uh, I'm over them. I'm, mm -mm, they can go. You they are doing nothing. Baby, they ain't doing nothing. She ain't adding nothing to the campus. I'm sorry. I they, don't can, care. they can both Please, be Hollyoaks. They can both be Hollyoaks blasted tomorrow, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> and I won't shed a single tear. <laughs> I can't with them. Not at all. Oh, my goodness. Well, for me, uh, my what the hell is kind of going old school with Hollyoaks. Uh, I had no time for Tom pulling a max. Oh. Now, the Toms, oh. I think Max is his brother, right? One day brothers? Yeah, Max, Max and okay. Cindy are his brother and sister. Yeah. Yes. Now, back in the day, for cats that may be newer to Hollyoaks, uh, Max, Tom's brother, was involved with my girl, Claire to the Divine, right? Oh. And she didn't feel like he was a man, you know, he, he wasn't a, a cool enough man for her. So Max was determined to uh, make it known that he could hang with the best of them. So what he decides to do is to go run into the bathroom at the, I think he was there at the club, at the loft, and he snorts a line of coke. And then I think, doesn't he have a heart attack, gave himself a damn heart attack? <laughs> He did, I think. I was yeah. like, oh my God. So when I saw Tom take a pill from this brat, I mean... I hate Dylan. I, I do hate too. Dylan, but I love Dylan at the same time. Yeah, I have reasons. no love. for that. Yeah, I have no love for him. He's annoying. He talks shit to King Tom. He could die. I'm just like, uh, -uh I can't with this dude. But you know, Max. I mean, Tom knowing Max's history, you know, him taking a pill to impress some rubbish kid. You know what I'm saying? He already got the girl, so he shouldn't be too much worried about Perry. But I'm just like, son. Now your brother done already had issues over this. You know damn well you you can do better than this. So yeah, I just wasn't feeling that at all. You know? Did you flash back to that when you, you saw that foolishness? Yeah, I, I I did. I was just like sitting there. Really, really. The the the. Oh, I I couldn't. <laughs> I was just like really, Tom. You're and gonna be 15 years old this year, and you. Pulling a max, I, 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 I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> I thought it was poetic justice though when all them kids got sick. <laughs> what the and, and dumb eyes was, was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> but I just don't understand. So what painkillers 
So it must it must have been Trevor, Trevor, Trevor gave him some bad Trevor, stuff. Okay, that's what it was. She she even or he even told her that they were bad. Oh, I must have missed that. Okay, and she took a bit away. Yep. And so she took the bad pills and she just ended up sleeping. But all the kids <laughs> took them and they ended up vomiting. <laughs> okay, Halia. Oh my God. Because I know I missed that episode. So is that what happened? She took the bad pills and that's why she was sleeping on the desk? So well, Perry well, could steal the pills? That's more or less what it was. Okay. She was sleeping and the pills were the pills were just I, I just can't. Yeah. I agree, baby. It was a hot damn mess. <laughs> just a mess. <laughs> Alright, let's switch it up to scenes of the week. What was your scene of the week for hotties? The McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> Portia and Milena sitting there talking or yelling at Lindsay in the store and then afterwards Nano walks up and says we're gonna solve this McQueen style so they get like this fluorescent hot pink paint and dump it on her head and then sexy Joe and Plaid pops up and I'm like yes <laughs> this is how scenes should always work Get paint dumped on the head, sexy men in plaid pop up. <laughs> Can I tell you my problem with that scene? Because <laughs> you know I had a problem with that scene. Yeah. So, Nana and Portia were trying to avenge Mercedes' murder, right? Yeah. Now, how does pouring hot pink paint <laughs> on a woman that did not murder Mercedes end up being solving the problem McQueen style? I was just like, huh? What? <laughs> you, just, you just can't deal with some of the stuff, man. Because I remember when McQueen style met knocking people outside the head with something. I'm saying, I just. Uh, and where is Myra? Like, I don't know what is going on. Myra was back. Sandy was back. Now they're gone again. I'm like, what? Sandy didn't need to leave. Hell, her child was just about to go into the eating disorder facility and she just gonna leave because he's like, well, mom, I won't get better until you leave because I'll know you trust me if you leave. What? Boy, you shut your dumb ass up. I would have stayed right there and been a parent. And Myra the same way. Now, John Paul is going through all this foolishness. Now, she's gone again. And so, what's gonna happen? Uh, we gonna hear about when it comes out that Steve got HIV, we gonna have Marlon Lana sitting down and talking to him about how she got HIV in a backyard toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. oh baby, God. I need my parents, and I need I need Myra McQueen. She is she is the McQueen that I feel holds shit together the best. And so when I saw that, I'm like, ooh, I don't know what McQueen style you talking about. This is this is new McQueen style. This is not old school McQueen style. This is brand new McQueen style. This is the people on Facebook 
who thought Missy Elliott is a brand new artist that what? Katy Perry is helping out. Uh-huh. I don't reblog it on my on my Tumblr, baby. Yes. You can see a conversation with somebody who thought that uh I think the post started. Ooh, Katy Perry is gonna help this new Missy Elliott chick blow up. And somebody was like, You realize she's been in the game for twenty years, right? Okay. <laughs> that is what's going on with Nana <laughs> and Portia. They are on that new school, don't know what the hell they talk about, don't know where they are, McQueen shit. <laughs> I need some old school setting up the man that's been sleeping with me while his girl is unaware, so I'm going to text her ass and get her to come up here and bust it. I need that kind of McQueen shit going on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nobody got no time for this, this new school bullshit. We need some real drama up in here. <laughs> but let me give your scene some love. I thought it was cute. I I, I see. I understand why it's a scene of the week. But I was just like, y'all need to come harder. <laughs> y'all really need to come harder than this. Hollyoaks. <laughs> Shit. Okay, baby. Uh, and for me, I had two. Uh, the first one was uh, Nancy and Leela. Oh, and the yeah, conversation what, that they had. Go ahead, baby. Which mm -hmm. one? The conversation that they had when when Leela took her slick ass up up the ladder. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you talking about the one at the bus stop, or are you talking about the one at? Out. In the house, baby, because Leela was gangster with it. She like, oh, Nancy ain't here. Uh huh. She ain't coming down. She ain't gonna address what happened to my daughter. Fragile. Yeah. like, I got your fragile. She called her homeboys in the fire squad. She like, get my ass a ladder. <laughs> so she done climbed up the window up in the house, you know. And then Nancy was real with it, you know. Nancy was like, this is my fault. It's my responsibility. I'm an addict. Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing, and I and I love that dynamic. You know, I love that Hollyoaks had Nancy take responsibility for her part in things, mm -hmm. which I wish I had seen from John Paul. Sidebar, <laughs> and I also appreciated that Leela um, was understanding of Nancy uh, in that moment. You know, because she didn't have to be; she could have been a hard ass. But, um, you know, she she was understanding of Nancy, and I felt like that was a good call. So I just thought, you know, that was really nice, and that was really sweet, and I really liked that uh, between those two young ladies. Um, my other one, <laughs> I was kind of unexpected, but I liked it when it happened. Uh, Dirk turning into Zainab Masood. <laughs> turning, turning into Zainab, it is better you should have died, <laughs> Masood. Dirk Tone Wheels ass. I wish you never wake up. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I said, okay, Dirk. <laughs> Dirk is doing Will. He ain't got no more time for this mofo. Now, nah, nah, I'm scared for Dirk because Will's ass heard that. Yep. So Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, shit. We know how Hollywood is. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be mad if Dirk killed my Will. He done already killed his mama. It ain't going to take but a... I wouldn't be surprised if he killed his daddy too. But just Especially in that moment. Especially since he has the stuff to do it with. Mm -hmm. yeah, he no. is that 
Psycho. Okay, but just in that moment, you don't expect that from him. <laughs> you, don't, you don't expect that from Dirk. So when Dirk turned into saying, damn, it's better, you should have died but soon and told him, I hope your ass don't never wake up. Never ever. I was like, all right, son, get it, Dirk. <laughs> And Miss Lindsay, go ahead and start us up, darling. What did EastEnders do to make you say, what? <laughs> they let Dean go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they could have, they could have, you know, had him enter the uh, bar and say, or do something else. Or they could have just gave him a day and we could talk about this another time and you know not do it like immediately afterwards you know like oh hey it's only a day later and it's still the same day and he's officially out I'm like huh (laughs) yeah and I thought Linda was you know I understood her situation, but I thought she was a little too quick to be like, it's over. I'm like, all right, baby, do you not understand rape? I mean, hell, baby, you don't have to have been raped to understand. That shit ain't always easy. Just because you report somebody to the cops don't mean everything's good. And it's, and it's not even that. She should, she should, I mean, I know she's doing, you know, she's doing it right. And John Paul did it wrong. But mm-hmm. the one thing that John Paul did that was right was he went straight to a cop immediately mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. it happened. She didn't. Mm-hmm. She waited four months, five months to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a lot less damning now that she did that mm-hmm. because of that particular reason. Mm-hmm. But. I do understand her reasoning behind it. Yes, and that's where I feel like EastEnders mastered Hollyoaks because it helped you to understand what was going on with uh, Linda and why she waited so long. So, you know, you aren't just sitting here thinking that she was stupid for it, uh, whereas John Paul was. And I remember I said when we talked about it back then, if John Paul had chosen not to go to the cops at all, I would have been, you know, much more understanding of of his situation. But anyway, so let's think about this because I, I thought about, you know, how EastEnders had... Um, Dean get out so quickly and then um, juxtapose that with Shabnam revealing that Dean is her baby daddy yeah. and I feel like EastEnders is trying to let us know oh don't worry y'all we got something coming for this motherfucker because well, when Shabnam talks to Stacy, she said that was her first time having sex right and so mm-hmm. that's what I think happened I think that Dean raped Shabnam and got her pregnant, right? And Shabnam's up here because she's a religious baby thinking, you know, she's the worst person in the world and she did all this to herself and the baby was her punishment so she had to get rid of it. But I think what's going to come out in the long term is that that motherfucker raped her, got her pregnant, and she's probably spent a lot of time, you know, not thinking about it to not realize that that's what happened. So when that camp comes out, I feel like, ooh, that's going to be powerful. And I think probably that accusation is going to help, hopefully, 
um, put Bill Cosby's ass in jail. I'm <laughs> <laughs> too young for that. Okay. No, <laughs> you, you ain't never too young to be a serial rapist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> you'd, you'd have heard the news about Bill Cosby drugging and raping women like it ain't nothing because that wasn't on them women. That's on his little telling people to pull up their pants ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah so that's what I'm, I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking that's the reason why they they did that, you know. Now, EastEnders could go another way and have it to where Dean, you know, really had a loving, well, not even loving relationship because he ain't even talked to the girl about it afterwards. But, you know, he has a kid and just didn't know about it. And that's cool. But it, it that just, that would seem like a Hollyoaks move to kind of use Shabnam's situation and the baby to humanize Dean. When it yeah. seems like, you know, repeat offender would be, you know, a way to kind of help him get, you know, set down, you know. What you thought, baby? Yeah, that, that's that's kind of like what I was thinking, too, because it just happened in a random bathroom. Right. For one. And for two, it, it just the way that she was talking about it, just, you know, as a, I doubt he'd remember it anyway sort of thing is just like you know what if she went to the cops even though it would kill her family to know that she had sex with Dean at such a young age it would just be like oh my god this is this is gonna be you know something huge because they just dropped that bombshell like it was nothing and I was just like ah Yeah, I think it's going to show Dean's psychosis because we know what happened after Linda. He clearly raped that woman. And even with his dumb ass is sitting in front of the cops, he's like, I, I'm not a rapist. She never said anything. And that cop was like, and silence is not consent, you bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think they're showing his long term history here because, okay, now, just like he had, he raped Linda and then pretended like, uh, you know, to her, uh, you know, oh, well, I won't tell Mick, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. But then the next day, he was asking Mick, you know, how Linda doing, what's going on, to see if Linda told that he raped her. Uh-huh. I think he did the same thing to Shabnam. He raped that little girl and probably pretended like maybe he said to her, oh, I'm drunk or whatever. I'm so drunk and then just left that baby there probably in shame because she's religious you know and Muslim women are not supposed to you know give of themselves that freely in, in Shabnam's mind you know but really what happened is she didn't give of herself she got taken she got her mm-hmm. virginity taken from her and that motherfucker got away with it and got her pregnant just like he got Linda pregnant you know hopefully not but you know what I'm saying so yeah, hopefully East Enders threads that because yeah, I'm just I'm not here for uh, any attempts of making Dino seem like some uh, innocent bystander that really didn't he's understand. Not. Okay, he, he's, he's really slick. not. Mm-hmm. He's he trying to be slick right now. Yeah, no, and that ain't cool. So he needs to get his ass sitting down, and I hope Shabnam helps to take his ass right there because uh, he's doing too goddamn much right now. You know. Yes. And mm-hmm. and I love the fact that um you know we just talked about this last time. I love the fact that Mick and Lee said what we've been talking about for a while now, you know, that they want to murder Dean. Mm-hmm. 
but mm-hmm. they know to do that what hurts their mom so and Linda and wife you know mom and so, wife so, so, so they went to the next best thing and got boxing gloves you know what I'm saying mats and stuff to stop their anger I thought that was really cool yes. but you know I just appreciated the words being uttered by the characters because you know a lot of times we talk about things on the soaps about the soaps here but we don't always have that acknowledgement you know so to mm-hmm. hear that we were on track with what we were thinking i think that just shows how well eastenders is layering their story so we can kind of see sometimes you know these things that happen because it really wasn't said that explicitly until this week and i thought yeah you, know, that was the, good. you heard them flat out say it right. that was just like it's about time somebody said something yeah, exactly you know so yeah i thought that was cool I thought that was cool. Okay. Well, for me, what I did not think was cool was uh, Denise and Kim being roped into the Shirley delusional bubble, believing that Dino has done no wrong. You know, yeah. it seemed like Kim and Patrick at first wasn't buying that homeboy was innocent when them cops arrested his ass. But then Kim and Denise popped up in the pub like, yeah, we gonna show these these people, you know, that you know, it's lying going on up in here. And I'm just like, oh, oh, this needs to stop, you know. So I really enjoyed it when uh, Mick and Linda caught Shirley on the street and Shirley was going on and on about how Dino did no wrong and the arrest was bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Cheryl, you know, was in Linda and Mick's face talking about, she's a liar. And Mick said, you're a mug. And then him and Linda walked on. I said, "Mm -hmm, there it is. And then that camera stayed right there on Shirley's face. And she started, you know, her, 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 you know, brain started realizing, oh, shit, maybe I am, you know, maybe I am, you know, not getting this, you know. So I thought. I thought that was good, but yeah, I, we don't need anybody else, and I, I really hope this doesn't last forever. I, I do not need weeks upon weeks upon weeks of people taking I sides. Mean, it's, it's bad enough. It's bad enough that we have to endure Lucy's storyline for longer. Yeah. Well, let's switch it to the uh, scenes of the week, darling. What were your scene of the week for well, Eastern News? Well, I think it's fair. I liked the entire bar, or pub time, like the fact that Linda was trying to get back to her old self and throw a karaoke party, and then, you know, Shirley walks into the bar and said, hey, Dean, let's let's go, or, yeah, yeah, he walks into the bar and she walks in after him, hey, uh, Let's let's get out of here. Wink, wink. And then the cops are sitting there. That that entire two day stint where they're just sitting in the bar waiting for, or waiting to figure out what's gonna happen. And then it happens. And then you know he gets let out. And my brain is like, oh, that dropped down a few notches. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Well. For me, my scene of the week goes to Miss Shabnam. That little actress, she just she handled business this entire week, baby. And my favorite scene was when she was sat at the table with her dad, her brother, and Kush. And even though 
it was kind of shady what she did. Actually, I'm gonna say it like that because I, I was I had written I've written down here Shabnam telling all the truth at dinner. I don't feel like she was telling truth, but Shabnam throwing all that damn shade <laughs> at dinner. That's what she did. She threw shade like the biggest tree on earth, baby. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Shabnam is cutting hose. She like, yeah, Grandma gave me this ten thousand dollars because your drunk ass was too busy spinning up your towels. You the first one. I'm like, oh shit! Shabnam <laughs> just clowned her daddy, and then she called her brother a loser for not doing nothing with his damn life, and clown Essex for being too pretty. <laughs> I was just like, oh Shab, you just cutting hoes. It's like Shab got a shank, and she just stabbing fools, and she don't care. It was, it was fantastic. <sighs> My girl has some power. That little actress, she I have enjoyed her from the moment she came to the show. She brings a different type of strong Muslim woman than the actress who played Zainab did. Mm -hmm. But they are both extremely effective, you know, at, yeah. at, at the way that they play it. So she just, uh, she's excellent, you know. And then, you know, her, you know, going back and apologizing to, to Kush, you know, about how, she was acting and Kush was like, you know, hey, you know, look, you can talk to me. You, you don't have to be scared. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, Jesus Christ, Kush, do not kiss this woman because that would be the worst thing for you to do in this moment because she's just going to freak the fuck out. And then old girl being like, I never scared. And then she got all on Kush. Okay. I was like, get it, chaps. <laughs> get it, girl. <laughs> so I like, I just. EastEnders did an excellent job with her this week, and you got to see a, 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 a very a new range in what mm -hmm. she was able to do. You got to see her past just being a, um, you know, stern, principled Muslim woman, and I thought that it was spectacular, you know, kind of how they um, developed her character and fleshed out her character uh, this week, so... Yeah, Shabnam, sister girl, that actress that plays uh, handle business. I love it, love it. Thought it was excellent. Scene of the work. <laughs> yes. Alright, so we are going to move over to the cobbles of Coronation Street. Uh, Miss Lindsay, let's hit those what the hells. Uh, what did Corey do to make you say what the hell? I really, really, really wanted to punch Michelle in the face when she decided that it was okay, even though Steve specifically asked her not to, to yell to the entire pub that he has clinical depression and he wasn't ready for everybody to know about it yet. So he kind of just <sighs> then walked away. I'm like, Michelle, you shut your face. <laughs> but now, baby, to be fair, that was on Norris. You should save your fist no, punch Nor for Norris. Norris just needs a punch in the face all the time. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. he, he kind of drove he, her he into that. He kind of drove her to do it. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I should say Norris should get a good punch in the face. <laughs> and then, yeah. I hate Norris. If it were up to me, that poor man would. I'm pretty sure he's getting onset uh, Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> You're getting old. 
Maybe he's just being a bitchy queen. I mean, that is all he is. He's an old bitchy crotchety queen. And we need to see him be an old bitchy crotchety queen with Morris. I do not know why Hollyoaks, I mean, I'm saying Hollyoaks. I don't know why Coronation Street refuses to let this man be gay and have an older gay lover. We could be getting vicious every episode of Corey, okay? Okay, mm-hmm. vicious. I don't know if you, you do you watch vicious? I do not. Okay, that show. I've heard of it though. It's really good. Okay, you got two bitter old men, but they really oh, love each mind. other. Yes, I've heard of it. Yep, yep, yep. It's I so know good. what the show you're talking about. Yes, that's uh, that's uh, our, uh, Sir Ian McKellen. And and isn't it Derek Jacoby? Yes, and it's fan. <laughs> Fantastic, you know. That is what Corey should be doing with Norris. Okay, they stop having him be a little bitchy dude by his. Give him a man, and let's let's see him. Let's get into why he's like this, and let's have them bitch together and love together. That's what we need for him, you know. So, but yeah, he was he was doing too much. So he was a dick to everybody, and I don't approve. Even with Maddie, and I hate Maddie. He's just a dick to everybody. Now, baby, I'll tell you, I skipped that scene, so I don't know what happened between him and Maddie. Will you give me the rundown in, like, 30 seconds? Well, what had happened well, between them? basically what happened was Maddie and her lady friend there walked into the shop and bought a magazine. She gave him a $20 bill and shortchanged her by 10 pounds. Oh, okay. And then basically looked her in the face and said, I did no such thing. You are no longer allowed in my shop. Get out. Really? Mm-hmm. You are no longer allowed in my shop. Oh, Get out. So, so they walk out. She's pissed. And her girlfriend there's pissed off. And then, <laughs> and then Rita's like, I don't care how it comes out. There's $10 more in here. Or 10 pounds more in there. than mm-hmm. And Norris was just like. Oh, and then they kind of just cut scene, and then Rita goes into the shop with a 10-pound note and says, this belongs to you. Oh, wait, she didn't make Norris return it? Oh, <laughs> Norris wouldn't go. Mm-hmm, trifling self, okay. And then I saw everything that happened after that, so that's why they was messing with his phone, to irritate him. Mm, okay. Norris. Okay. Ooh, he's a mess. You know what, baby? I've got an idea. Norris is single, right? To my knowledge, yeah. Put him with Mary. Oh. No, 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 no. I got one better than that, baby. Oh, no. Put him with Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a May-December romance between Norris and Todd. And then he can see that there is a man that will love him with a barely there scar on his face. And we get to see the nice, beautiful exploration between two bitchy gays in love, you know. And we know Coronation Street will write it well because Corey is handling business on their love story. So Todd and and Norris, I ship it. It would be fantastic and drive the entire town crazy. And then Norris will be the one everybody will be gossiping about. And what he going to do, gossip about himself? It will be fantastic. <laughs> That's what you get when the city or the village gossiper is gossipy. <laughs> oh, yes. God. That would just be weird but awesome at the same time. 
I need to see it. <laughs> I ship it. Tied the doors. Five ever, baby. <laughs> five ever. Okay. Well, baby girl, brother gonna have to clown our boy David because um, David is on my last nerves with oh, this you're gonna bullshit. talk about what I think you're gonna talk about because this wasn't talked about. <laughs> baby, if David cops an attitude with Michael again one more motherfucking time. I am going to get a mallet and I am going to destroy his room, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I was going to go with. Baby, oh my I think, God. I think my, my second one, or I actually had two for this one, but my second one was when uh, David called Kylie's phone and said, hey, my mom's dead. Yes, that is a part of it. Yes. And this comes after he was repeatedly treating Michael Gail and then Katie too. Like shit. Okay. He up here calling them village idiots and shit like he's talking to, like he's Robert talking to Katie on uh Emmerdale. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, okay, so these mofos then try to help your ass out by putting up posters to look for your wife cause you two whatever to just tell the your wife's son your mama just up and left and we don't know where the hell she at. Okay. So you gonna be mad at the sweet older man and your sweet mama who is named Mama, not Gail. I'm about sick of him calling his mama goddamn Gail. You gonna up here and have them just tell them, oh, you better go take all them posters down, you village idiot or shit. I'm like, I would have been like, who the fuck you think you talking to? You better take your ass in there and go get them goddamn posters down if you don't want your child to find the fuck out. You know, baby, Coronation Street has Michael and Gail doing that stereotypical white person shit. You got a child that acts like a motherfucking fool and you don't do anything. You just, oh, it's okay. Oh, he's having a bad day. Oh, he, he said that uh, I sh- am dead and, and using that to get Kylie back and that's that's just fine. I'm like, somebody needs to, they need to do, Gail needs to do like Cookie did on Empire. For my people that watch Empire, y'all know what's up. He needs to, she needs to get a broom and beat the shit out of David until he respects her ass. You know, because he's, he's just doing too much. I don't give a fuck how much shit you're going through. Like, uh, somebody I mean, I... said, I think it was, uh, I think it was, uh, this was on EastEnders. When Shabnam was doing all that shady shit, saying all that messy shit to everybody, Stacy included, uh, Stacy was like, Heffer, do you ever think about anybody else? We all have problems. Somebody on Coronation Street needs to say that shit to David. I'm sorry, ain't nobody got time to be worrying about you. Ain't nobody got time to be worrying about your runaway wife. Michael is on death's fucking door. He ain't got time for you. You know, so I'm done with it. I'm done with that, and I'm done with the parents, because, you know, Gail later was saying, well, David has a point. No. The no. only point David needs is a shank in his guts. I'm not even here for it. I need these parents to act like parents and stop with all this. Oh, you can just call me, treat me like shit, and, and I'll still love you like Aaron and Robert. I'll just love you. <laughs> I can't with it, baby. Nor can I. I agree full-heartedly. I I mean, the past few weeks I've been giving Michael a pass, or not Michael, but David a pass, because he's been doing some really good stuff. But this week was just, 
while the scenes were, you know, kind of good and everything, considering, you know, it's him going in a downward spiral of, oh my God, if he doesn't do something soon, he's going to blow up and bash somebody's head in with a with something. The way he went around it was just ridiculous, wrong, and not worth my time. And it made me sad since he's been doing so well the past few episodes worth of stuff. <laughs> Agreed, baby. All right. And what did you have for your scene of the week? My scenes of the week actually involved this Denade stuff. And I really, really liked uh, everything that Chez was going through. The inte- I, I love the character of Chez. I have since I started watching the show. You kind of just grow to like somebody. But the fact that even though he knows that, you know, Steve's depressed, he doesn't care. He's still angry at him for paralyzing his girlfriend to the point of, get the hell out of the hospital. I don't even want you to set eyes on her sort of thing. And it's just like, and then uh, he's, he's just a heartbreaking character to watch right now, especially with what Sinead's going through at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love my Steve, but um, I couldn't be mad with him when, uh, no. when, uh, what's his name? When Ches was mad at him. Uh, that you know is still mad at him but it's to be expected since you know Sinead might not walk again so well at least for a while <laughs> at the rate they're going let me ask now how do you feel about this because you know last time we were here I think I was talking about how I appreciated that nobody was uh blaming Steve for that uh, bus crash but now I've watched episodes you know since then and now it's kind of a it seems like it's a split you know some people Norris <laughs> is all about Norris us. and Steve, Chaz and yes. how are you feeling about about them blaming the dude with uh, you know depression for the bus crash how you feel about it well the way Norris went around it again made me want to break his nose and like various ways maybe rip his brain out with a wire like the Egyptians <laughs> did the mummies and then you know put a better one and make him a better human being but I can understand I can understand Chess's, I can understand the reasoning behind it if that makes sense as to why but it's just like hey he was driving, a shithead drove in front of him, and he ended up almost driving a bus off a thing to try to make sure that nobody got hurt. So, in essence, while almost killing everybody, he was trying to save everybody. So, I don't think Steve should be at fault at all. <laughs> and I agree, because, I mean, how was shot? It wasn't his fault. He was driving fine. Yes, he yelled at the dude, but that wasn't what caused the crash. What caused the crash was that crazy motherfucker got in front of him, was driving fast, and then they hit the brakes. And so Steve had to hit the brakes, otherwise they were going to crash into this dumb motherfucker. So I'm like, 
I appreciate Corey, you know, not making it Steve's fault in that instance, because it wasn't. It, clearly, it was that other asshole's fault. But it's it was just interesting to me how they're having uh, some of the characters, you know, talk about how everything is his fault, you know. Although I did appreciate Norris getting clowned and also Eileen when that truth came out and she heard it. She was all about, you know, supporting her homeboy. And I thought that was that was cool, man, you know, because, you know, I don't need Coronation Street and giving off the impression that it's all Steve's fault because he was depressed. I'm not here for that, baby. No, nor am I. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, everything has been sorted out in a way that, you know, it was done. But the way that it had to be done pissed me off so bad. For me, um, my scene of the week um, was more um, of a theme. Well, that's the theme that I keep saying mm-hmm. Coronation Street is excellent with. And it was just love, you mm-hmm. know. And for me, it was the love specifically between um, Jason and Eva mm-hmm. and Billy and Sean that I liked. <laughs> Really, are perfect. I love them, you know. With Jason and Eva, the scene that I thought was cute. Now, you know, Jason is the perpetually dumped dude. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he can't keep a woman. Yeah. It's, it's, and I've been mad at Coronation Street for a long time. I'm like, why won't y'all just keep this man with a nice woman? Because he's nice. He don't never be doing nothing mean to these females. And they just keep on treating him like shit. But Ava has been his ace. She's been excellent since they were together. And I thought it was too cute how, you know, hearing his mom say, it's too many people up in my house, got Ava thinking, okay, well then, you know, maybe we need to go head on and get a place of our own. But she was all nervous about asking Jason to move in. And so there she is, stumbling and bubbling, trying to, you know, gauge how Jason feels about the thought of moving in. And Jason up there just sitting up there eating like, not saying nothing, not saying nothing, not saying nothing. And then he Good like, <laughs> okay, he like, girl, it's good. Let's do this. <laughs> and then he realizes later that he doesn't have the money to do it. Yeah, but I just and thought, he's got I it. Just, you I can tell that, that he's mad. Well, of course, because all he's been about is about locking it down with a nice girl. You know what I'm saying? That's all yep. he's been about. And he hadn't been able to understand why these fools keep rejecting his ass. But now Ava is trying to move forward with him and so I just thought that was sweet you know I kind of like how how those two are are building up you know the love and trying to move forward you know I don't understand what the fuck is going on with Todd around this situation like I just don't get why he's doing this at first I thought it was because he was living with Eva but then I remember his mama took him back in the house so I don't know why he's got a problem with Jason and Eva living together I don't know why he's trying to make it seem like Tony is messing around with Eva, other than because he's upset with Tony and is jealous of the relationship between Tony and his son, but that hasn't been the best because of all the shady shit that went down last year. So I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening with Todd. So again, that's not a love story. So of course, Corey's fucking that up. (laughs) But the love story of Jason and Eva, that's cute. So I like that. And I feel the same way about uh, Billy and Sean. You know, I thought it was cool. Adeline was the best thing I've seen. The kettle, the yeah, I will put the kettle on. I hope it fits. <laughs> I thought it was cute, you know. And I just see, 
I have been so critical of gay stories on British soaps recently because what they fail to do is to build up to love. Like you don't see how people meet and then build up to a loving relationship. You see John, Paul, and Steve screaming about hating each other. Just kidding, we're married. You see George Smith calling Vincent a leg, but a thief, a black ass thief and a drug dealer. I threw the black ass in, but you know that's implied. <laughs> a thief and a drug dealer. But now they kiss and they move into letters together, and they're the happiest bit on the planet. You got Aaron and Robert talking about they can't stand each other. Ooh. Now Aaron is nodding that he's in love with Robert. See, that's illogical, and it doesn't make any sense. And you can't, as a viewer, really go with that because it's it's not you know setting things up well. It's not a slow burn love story or a sensical love story. Billy and Sean have been perfect from the jump. They met at the club, got together. Sean was tripping a little bit because he's a minister, but whole boys like. I'm a man of the cloth. You work at textiles. We both fit in the cloth. What? <laughs> you know? And his girl Eileen calls because she's realizing that Sean is upset because he was in the bus crash and, you know, he hadn't heard from his boy. He's kind of feeling down. So Eileen calls, lets Billy know. Billy, right there. And Billy, like, boy, you should have called me. If you would have called me and let me know, I'd have been here before then. Don't you understand? I care about you. And it's just getting there. Sean's like, well, does this mean I can get my little kissy kiss now? And he likes to love your roll son when he's going on a date first. <laughs> you know? It's just, it's cute. And it's nice. And it's slow. And I expect, because it's a soap, there will be problems in the long term. But Jesus, aren't we like two months in? This is two yeah, months in. Yeah, and they've only had like sporadic moments of meeting. Basically, their entire relationship is text message based. But this is the thing. This that's normal, okay? Indeed. On Hollyoaks, they would have been had six kids by now, and three of them would have died. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And you, and you don't. You aren't invested in that. The emotions that doesn't give you enough time to build emotional connection. Tina and uh, Tina and uh, oh God, Sonia on EastEnders, their love story ha has built for a year, and then. So you went and effed it up by sleeping with the fat boy. And we still going to go for that ride. We know they the end game. But it's it's just that slow build. It's so, it was fulfilling, you know. When you wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, these love stories, you know, it, it messes it up. So anyway, that's why I'm praising Spilly and Sean. I love it. I love how it's building. Jason and Eva, the same thing. They've been rocking for a while, and it's been cute, mm -hmm. and they've been supporting each other every turn, and I love it. And I feel like if Coronation Street just keeps focusing on these love stories, the show could be so good. Because it is really where they excel, you know, I feel. You know, everything else is usually a mess, but with the love, they usually on point with it. Popping off in Emmerdale. So, Miss Lindsay, what did Emmerdale do to make you say, what the hell? I don't even think you need to ask me that question. Until this is over and done with, Rob Brown will be my what the hell. I, I, can't, I can't deal with it. I'm done. I've been done with it since it started. The nickname or the mesh name is annoying. The automatic love connection after a month is ridiculous. 
I think that whole let's get into a hotel and Katie and Chrissy following them there was a bit ridiculous. I think the whole freaking thing is nonsense. I'm done. I'm over it. And I was hoping the conversation with Patty would have been a little more impactful, not just the nod of the head and then credits roll without <laughs> figuring out that it's Robert. He's in love with. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I am done with this pairing. It needs to stop. I'm so completely over it that it just needs to go away and never return. And what's really going to bug me is he's going to break up the way and he's gonna say he loves him and and that Chrissy's gonna realize that he was really having an affair and then he's gonna kick and then she's gonna kick him out of the house and that's gonna be the best damn thing about this storyline until you realize that Rob and I are gonna be together for a long haul. <laughs> but see, I thought I, I heard somebody talking about that she was gonna kick him out the house. I thought I, th- I thought that was a spoiler that reference when she thought that uh, old dude was meeting women off the computer or doing webcam shows off the computer. <laughs> yeah, and she she tried to kick Robert out the house then. So I think that was in reference to what already aired with her trying yeah. to kick him out the house. So I don't know what's going to happen this time. I was, I was just kind of speculating. Yeah, I wish it would happen. <laughs> That's what's likely going to happen if... if Aaron does what I think he's going to do. He's probably going to go with the second option of his two options that he gave. Baby, this is just weird. Like, everybody that I know that has watched all of Aaron's storyline the first time just feels the same. They're just like, this isn't Aaron. Like, I don't know who this dude is, but Aaron Livesey that we grew to know? He wouldn't be tripping on some dude who was about to marry another girl, and he sure wouldn't be messing with somebody who treated him like shit every five minutes. He'd be done. So it just seems ridiculous that uh, Emmerdale keeps those two together. You know, it's just a trip. I I can't deal with it anymore. I am so over it. Well, I agree with that, baby. Um, Also, I'm over... Sam being stupid for Tracy and Megan being stupid for Jay. What? <laughs> what is wrong with this? This is like the anti-coronation street with the love, okay? Sam's girl, Rachel, is back, wants him, you know, is trying to, looking all cute to get with him. And Sam is almost, he almost threw Jay off a balcony because he wouldn't reveal where Rachel was. And now all of a sudden, the heifer that, you know, told him that she played him before, now that she kissing him now instead of just kissing him on the cheek, he he's like all up in Tracy's web. What? And then Megan, how many times is Jay going to play Megan for a goddamn fool before she you drops see, his you ass? You see, what got me was... When she took those wedding rings off, I'm like, it's going to be a toss-up for me. Who is going to be my character of the week? Yep. And I'm like, it's either going to be Megan for finally breaking it off with Jay, thank God for small favors, yep. or it's going to be who my actual character of the week is. And then the next day, Jay comes with those big pouty eyeballs that doesn't do squat for anybody. Yes. And, and she's just like, I just need time. And then you see him hugging, and I'm like, no, no, God, you're done. 
And all of it because Rishi told him it would be harder for him to keep custody of his kid if he broke up with her. So he ain't even genuine in taking her back, in my opinion. So I'm just like, oh, God. It's, it's, just, so, it's just so he can be a father again. That's, that's more or less what it is. My scene of the week, and it made me, it's more of like one of those comical moments again. It is, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Carrie and her Rachel versus, <laughs> uh, oh, Tracy and Val. And Val, and Val versus, and, and Tracy on the other side, and they're, fight to the death between Sam and those two ladies. <laughs> I'm just like, now, 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 like we said in the last episode, Carrie is an idiot, mm-hmm. but she has been on a roll these pa- or this past month even, Agreed. the entire month as a whole. She's been smart, she's been awesome, and when it comes to Sam, her, like, best friend in the universe besides their, you know, husband... She knows that Rachel belongs with him, and she knows that Tracy is playing Val for a fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure does. She flat out said, "That woman is going to screw you over. You need to stop." And Val's just like, "Nah, Amy didn't." And I'm like, "Oh dear God." <laughs> So I'm kind of hoping that that the war of the ladies starts in a really high note because the way it's starting is making me giggle and it's making my time worth, you know. (laughs) know? I like it. Well, that was good, too. I'm still surprised by how much I'm liking Carrie these days. And getting um, Tracy, letting Tracy get on my nerves because I used to like her. Uh, my seed of the week, <laughs> I think it was comical, <laughs> was Emma knocking James's ass out. Oh, my God, yes. That almost killing it. <laughs> And the, the, reason, the reason it was about scene of the week was just because of how she reacted. She, she walks over to him, she looks at him, and she's just like, well, you should have helped me like I asked you to help me. And then she walks away. I'm just like, oh my God, no, she had to buy the leaders for you to die. And she really was. Oh my god, I just thought it was hilarious. And then, and then Pete drives up. And then Gilly Pete can't. comes up, yes. <laughs> Gilly Pete comes up and she's like, oh hell, let me go pretend like I'm helping this motherfucker. Hell! <laughs> <laughs> and Look here, I love me some Emma Bourne. I love it. And you know, I, I love how she's like, sweet to like Finn and uh you know okay with James but let Myra come around <laughs> and, and she's that. She, I love she it. like wallops her man I, I don't mean like literally it's just yes. like she's slick you ruined she, my life you shed she's slick with it and she knows how to get what she wants so what she do she'd have made up some fake job in Miami made up 
<laughs> to get her kids to keep her ass there. And she to turn the situation with James around to getting uh, Gilly Pete to cut her a little bit of a break. So you know what? That woman ain't nobody but Ross's mama. She is just as sneaky and manipulative as he is and it's fantastic. And I really can't wait until you know he finds out the truth about her because hopefully you know she will start using that snark against his ass too you know mm-hmm. but yeah i'm loving me some emma boy and she's fantastic i love it i love it and even though i like james i really do i was not mad at her for walking away from his ass she i mean she she would ask him talk to our boy he goes and talks to the boy, but lest the boy convince him, Mama needs to go. And she bad. She like, nah, son, that ain't what we didn't read to. How you gonna do a sister like that? Yeah, <laughs> and I know she wasn't trying to hurt him, but it was just funny. She was, she was about to leave, and she ain't give a fuck. She was like, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, shut and then up. she wrapped that thing and down. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, so I love Emma. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so she is my queen for the scene of the week, and I think it's good to have her. There. Now that charity's gone, I think Emma's gonna start a lot of mess. So <laughs> I think that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. All right, darling. And let's go to the fucking best character to wrap it up. Who was your pick for the month or for the week? Who's your best character of the week? Shabnam. Yes. <laughs> I I was I was all for her the entire week. Her mood swings, her her Happy one moment, mad one moment, crying one moment. Oh, I'm going to pounce on Kish and have sex with him. And then the next thing you know, she doesn't even want to talk to him. And then she she's just a really dynamic person. And I like her a lot. So, yeah, she's my, she's my character of the week. Well, I'm going to have to go with my girl, Rachel Brackle. Rachel, oh, I am so glad. Did you say you hate Rachel? No. Okay. I love Rachel. Man. Yes. I'm all for her and Sam. Get them back together, Carrie. That's right, man. I love Rachel so much. And I love her the most because she is keeping Jay in her place. Now, she done got broke down a little bit, so she was going to go ahead on and let uh, Jay see real Archie. But she gets to the house, and there Jay is treating Megan like shit. And she's like, huh. And to think, I was going to put my child in this home that's supposed to be so loving. And she turned her ass around and she walked out. Because, see, Rachel's going to do what she needs to do to make sure her baby is taken care of. And she ain't going to have nobody messing up what's going on with her and her baby. And that's a kick-ass mama. So I like it. I think it, I think it's awesome. you know. And I also like my girl fighting to get her Sam back because she needs to do it. She needs to get him away from uh, Tracy's trifling ass. So. And she was looking good when Kara did that little makeover. <laughs> so, yes. yes. Rachel, I'm glad she's back. Still don't miss your charity. Stay gone, girl. <laughs> and as long as Rachel's on the scene, I'm happy with it. I'm good with it. <laughs> All right. So, with that, let's go on and tell the people where to find us online, baby girl. Tell the people where you at. Uh, I'm at Lindsay Amanda, L-Y-N-D-S-I, Amanda, both Twitter and Tumblr. And a brother is at Brother Soap on the Twitters and at British Soap Podcast. 
facebook.com where we are loving y'all ass keep them questions coming we sure appreciate y'all hit up soap smack talk the link will be on the post page if you want to hear some chit chat about the british and the u.s soaps uh it looks like they done kicked out mathra for the last episode i just saw the title it says something about mathra being buried alive so i don't know what the hell is going on on a recent one i'm behind on my american story so i ain't we listened to the past couple episodes, but yeah, I'll listen to it till I'm caught up with the ones that I watched too, and it's only the one. Okay, so. yes, it's all General Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, but anyway, check out So Smack Talk. Uh, if you would like to subscribe to us, y'all, on the iTunes Store, in the iTunes Store, just search for British Soap Podcast or click the subscribe link at UK Soap Podcast on Twitter. You can also subscribe on the Tumblr which I have open here. What's our link over here? Our link is subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> so just click on that. And you can subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, somebody did an ask today. They were asking when the episodes post up. Um, I try to have them up by 6 o'clock p.m. UK time. Uh on every Friday uh, for those of you in the United States that is at 12 noon central time is when I try to have the show up so if y'all want to know when it goes up it's then and sometimes I do post the show early um, if before I post it to Tumblr the Life's Fancy post I usually will uh, link it at the play current episode uh, link on the side of the page so if y'all want to catch the earliest the newest episodes just subscribe or check there and blah 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 there you go okay so i'm just gonna shut up so my girl Lindsay can get to drunk monday so thank you all for listening bye